Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Real Podcast. My name is Jeremy. And my name is Ken. And today we're actually doing episode 69 of the podcast on Jan- January, June 9. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what day it is anymore, Ken. Yeah, I know. Episode 69, and we're recording it on 69. It just so happens to be uh, like a huge coincidence, mm-hmm. only because all of our schedules align on a Thursday. And Jeremy, we usually do record these episodes on a Wednesday, so it was meant to be. Yeah, it's meant to be because we also have a guest join with us today. Francis, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. Let's go. (laughs) Six, nine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember uh, when I, uh, I guess... Uh, did a what was a pre-recording meeting, right, uh, Francis? I was like, yeah, I'm recording episode sixty-nine. Episode sixty-nine. He was like, nice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only person we're missing is Joe Ash. So shout out to you, Joe Ash. Uh, he was on our um, Doctor Strange episode earlier this season and in our Dune episode last season. So shout out Joe Ash Youngberg. Uh, we're thinking of you. Yeah, and Francis yep. is returning from. Uh, our rush hour one episode from earlier oh. this season. Train to Busan. Train, Train to, Busan. to Busan. I am see, I, like I am all over the place. Sorry, friends. <laughs> but it feels like we're covering Russia now. The whole thing. <laughs> Actually, you know what? Jeremy did that on purpose because he set up my question <laughs> for you. <laughs> okay. So I, I mean, obviously, purpose, yeah. yeah, he did that on purpose. You know, we're going to we're going to edit that out. I'm just kidding, but. <laughs> uh, Obviously, Francis, you're here for a reason. We're, we're going to actually get your thoughts on today's movies, Rush Hour 2 and Rush Hour 3, a little bit later on in this uh, podcast episode. But I guess the thing that I want to ask you is, uh, do you actually remember your first experience watching the original Rush Hour? I'm talking about the 1998 film. I do. Uh, I don't remember, like, how I was watching it. Like, I'm pretty sure it wasn't on in theaters... Right. No, I watched it. You're maybe. old enough. <laughs> You're young, no, and bro. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Viewed it somewhere somehow, and uh, I just remember like, oh, nice Jackie Chan. You know, I'm I'm familiar with this guy. I'm like, who is this other guy? <laughs> I haven't watched Friday yet at that point. Uh... Um, and I'm like, but he's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just really like the that pair together. Gotta. <laughs> Lee, Lee. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was waiting for him to say it. <laughs> Dibs. <laughs> uh, he's still, he, 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 we're build, we got to build that chemistry and that'll come in time. So, uh, again, Francis, hey, we, we're, uh, we're lucky to have you. I mean, I know you're a busy guy. Your schedule just recently changed, but uh, I'm glad and we're thankful that, you know, you're able to make time um, to join our, our fun little podcast. Right, Jeremy? Yeah, man. Welcome back. And here we go. Let's jump into our podcast ritual where we talk about one notable movie or TV show we watched in the last week. Ken, you want to kick us off with a movie or show? Yes. Um, I actually talked to Jeremy about this, uh, I guess, a little bit yesterday offline. Uh, it's a show that I watched in very early in the morning um, yesterday on premiere day. I want to uh, share that I watched Miss Marvel on Disney Plus. It's uh, another MCU show. I don't really usually share MCU shows on 
the podcast ritual because usually we're talking about that during the newsreel. Mm-hmm. And so that's usually where I like to reserve my thoughts. And we may talk about Miss Marvel in the next few weeks or so, but we'll we'll see how it how it all shakes down. But um, as I was mentioning to Jeremy last night, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I enjoyed this movie. Uh, I'm sorry, this uh, first pilot uh, episode of Miss Marvel. I found it really refreshing. I don't know if it's because I didn't really watch any of the trailers. I knew nothing about Miss Marvel other than, you know, obviously she's a fan of Captain Marvel. So I was like, okay, that's to be expected. Uh, but I don't know. I just feel like it gave a whole new perspective with, um, you know, with kind of like the background uh, of all of the main characters. Um, it was refreshing that, again, I think we talked about it in our, um, I think we talked about it in our Doctor Strange episode. Uh, our, I, I forget. Um, I remember Joe Ash was talking about representation and everything. Mm. Oh, with America Chavez um, during that episode. And I'm glad that they were able to do that with uh, this TV show. And so... Um, one thing I'll mention, it's not really a spoiler, but it's just, I guess, one thing I did notice, and I mentioned it again to Jeremy last night, there was parts of the way it was filmed where it did remind me of a live action version of this, uh, enter this, uh, into the Spider-Verse, I should say, because of kind of like the, the camera tricks and the way they, they filmed everything. It was just a fun overall experience. And I'm really looking forward to episode two and the rest of the, the, the season. Yeah, uh, the first episode was was pretty good. Francis, have have you seen the first episode of Miss Marvel, or do you plan on watching? So I started the first few minutes of it, um, but I didn't finish the episode. I, I started at work, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna save this for later. I'm gonna watch it later." But so far, I was like, "Oh, this is very interesting." Is it seemed Disney with the whole like high school thing, mm. but. I will. I'll, I'll let you know when I watch it. Yeah, because Ken was comparing it to Into the Spider Verse. I was comparing mm-hmm. it to Spider Man Homecoming. Yep. So I didn't want to steal it. your thunder on that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I, I could have mentioned that. I was like, nah. I want to. I want to have Jeremy actually share his thought on it. So, but I, I would at least recommend giving the show a chance from my experience on episode one. But we'll see. Holding, holding hope for this show uh francis what's the uh movie or show that you want to share this week so um i don't know if you heard of the cw's supernatural it's (gasps) it is on netflix right now so i i'm currently on i started from the very beginning and now i'm at the end season 15 this is my second watch through wait I mean, while it was airing, I kept, I did some rewatches. So like, but from beginning to end is my second watch through of it, and I am going to the convention here in Burlingame, California, next month. Yeah, so you, I'll meet the cast there. So that'll be cool. No way. Is uh, yeah, Jared or Jensen going? On the Sunday, so day three. If if you look up Creation Studios, they'll be there. So, looking forward to that. I'm going to cosplay as Dean. <laughs> oh, that's pretty sick, dude. I've yeah. I've only gone up to 
like uh, two and a half seasons. I do plan mm. on continuing it because I've never seen the whole thing in its entirety. But when yeah. I have watched it, I've really enjoyed it. It's just like you know, there's 15 seasons. I'm I know. And, it, and and the show was done, so there's not really a rush to finish mm-hmm. it. But they are coming out with that prequel show, The Winchesters. So yeah, that'll be interesting. <laughs> I wonder if it'll be good. Jeremy, yeah. suggestion only because uh, I kind of reserve some of those longer shows and stuff. I always reserve those for our off season. So maybe you might want to pick up on Supernatural during our off season. I know. Uh, unfortunately, I keep making the mistake of starting new shows. <laughs> uh, just like this week, I started a new show. Actually, I haven't even finished the first episode. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Hey, still not sponsored. sponsored. Uh, the Time Traveler's Wife. Oh, I saw that. Oh, I mean, yeah. in terms of the thing, like on my homepage, and I almost started watching it too. Yeah, <laughs> I've funny. been I've been meaning to start it because I think it's been out for at least a few weeks now. I think four mm-hmm. episodes are out. I've really enjoyed it so far. I, it's starring uh, Theo James and is it Rose Leslie or Leslie Rose? Rose Leslie. Rose Leslie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, John Snow's <laughs> wife. <laughs> John Snow's wife. So. so um, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting so far. I haven't finished the first episode yet. I'm about like 30 minutes into it, which is like more than half. And I'm enjoying it so far. I like time travel and I guess sci- uh, romantic sci-fi is probably, probably up my alley. <laughs> three, uh, three and a half uh, seasons into the podcast, I can concur. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see if... Uh, he gets any any better from season or from episode one. Actually, Jeremy, do you um, in I don't know if it's related to the whole thing, but I think there's a movie of a uh, time traveler's wife. Mm-hmm. The, Correct me yeah, if I'm wrong. Yeah, with um, uh, Rachel Matthew? McAdams and is it Eric Bana? I I, I want to say it's Eric Bana. Oh. Is there two versions? Oh, <laughs> there no. might be. <laughs> Let's go check real quick, <laughs> shall we? Which I haven't seen the movie mm-hmm. which i'm kind of glad because it sounds like the concept of time traveler's wife would lend itself better to to a show because i think it was a book right? uh it was yeah. it was eric banner by the way oh it was eric banner. <laughs> and rachel mcadams gotcha yeah i haven't seen the movie so mm-hmm. have you I seen the movie <laughs> oh yeah and and it's funny enough it was on uh i was on one of the channels, I guess HBO, uh, and episode three of the show was was airing, and I was just so amused. I was like, "This is so good," and I was like, "Wait, there's a show of this?" <laughs> I thought I was watching the movie, so oh. I might start it. I might start it up too. <laughs> From the beginning, but <laughs> From the beginning, episode one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jeremy gave us a step of approval as far as the first, what, how many minutes did you get through? Like 30 minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see. I'll uh, I'll give it a little update. We'll see. Next week or something. Uh, But we have to do a little bit of episode cleanup from last weekend because we talked about Top Gun Maverick last week on episode 68. And we ran a poll for Top Gun Maverick. What was the poll? All right. Uh, the poll that we ran, uh, we asked you guys, the audience, who is your favorite character played by Tom Cruise? And so uh, the four choices that we uh, that we offered were 
Ethan Hunt from the Mission Impossible franchise, Jerry Maguire from Jerry Maguire, uh, and Pete Maverick Mitchell uh, from a little movie called Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. Uh, it's a pretty good movie. Uh, and uh, a personal favorite of mine, Vincent uh, from Collateral. And uh, the results are in. And the winner, and not really surprisingly, uh, it is Ethan Hunt at 48%. Okay, dang. Yeah. I mean, I'm not really surprised. Um, Who would you vote for uh, if you had a vote, um, Francis? Ethan Hunt. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he's so good. I feel like each with each movie keeps getting better. I Um, know. So I can't wait until next year. Uh, what was the name of the movie again, Jeremy? What next year? Yeah, next shoot, year. dude, I, that thing's long. Was it Mission Colon Impossible? Uh-huh. Is it another colon or is it God, dash? I, I want to say it's a dash. <laughs> space, da- dash, da- space, dash, space, dead reckoning, dash part one. <laughs> yep, you got it. <laughs> Dang, dude. That's a, that's definitely a mouthful. So, um, actually, just wanted to share, uh, Jeremy. We actually did get some write-in votes this uh, for this poll. Nice. Uh, we get some write-in votes for a personal favorite of yours, is Jeremy. I don't know if it's your absolute favorite, but Jack Reacher got yeah, yeah. Um, some love nice. there. And uh, actually, one of my favorites also got a vote. Les Grossman nice. from Tropic Thunder. <laughs> oh, I one. forgot. That's a good one, right? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking of like adding him as a, a, a as an option, but I was like, oh man, how many people actually know Les Grossman? Especially since it was more of a cameo uh, mm. rather than actually a starring role. And I was like, ah, maybe I'm hoping they, someone writes it <laughs> writes him in, and and they did. So I'm really really excited that that happened. Yeah, man, that's a good one. Uh, guys, if you wanted to participate in our episode-related polls, like we're probably going to be doing a poll on Rush Hour 2 and 3 this week, uh, you can go on our social medias, at Weekly Real. It's going to be on Twitter and Instagram every Tuesday. So be on the lookout for that, at Weekly Real on Twitter and Instagram. But guys, today we're going to be talking about Two movies today, and they're going to be starring Chief Inspector Lee of the Hong Kong Police Department and the LAPD detective James Carter as they go to Hong Kong, Paris, and Las Vegas to to investigate new cases. So guys, I'm giving the spoiler warning right now for the... uh, These movies are kind of old, but... (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we gave the spoiler warning for... The Godfather. So, spoiler warning for Rush Hour 2 and 3. They're streaming on HBO Max right now. So, go watch it and then come back. For our first topic question I want to put out there, we're actually going to be doing Binge or Cringe this episode. But we're actually going to be talking about the binge-worthy moments first here on the first half of the episode. And, Francis, let's kick it straight off. With Rush Hour 2, what are some of your most binge-worthy moments? Top of my head, the first uh, 
most binge-worthy moment for me was the Heaven on Earth massage parlor. Just like from <laughs> beginning to end, you know, like there's a lot of good jokes cracked there. Uh, the fighting was good. They were like almost butt naked. I mean, there were other guys that were butt naked, but um, yeah, the fighting, especially using the environment, you get to see that style of Jackie. Uh, even using Carter as like uh, an environmental uh, <laughs> object to kick butt with. It was, it was really good. Love that scene. Love that scene. Oh, I know you mad. <laughs> yeah. You go this way, go that way. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> you go this way, you go that way. <laughs> uh, yeah. By the way, dude, that laptop looked like it broke into a million pieces because that thing was huge. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's all, all stomping on that. I was like, damn. <laughs> no wonder you mad. Yeah, oh, no wonder. <laughs> pulling the towel off of that guy and I love Chris Tucker in that scene when he's like starting to instigate with uh, Ricky mm-hmm. Tan I just loves when he like throws down Ricky Tan's laptop and he's all smashing it and all the other guys like in the whole parlor like stand up he's gotta stop <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude that was so good the that was a good one how about you Ken um I mean, obviously, that one was one of my favorites, but the one that I wanted to to mention for this part of our episode for what most binge-worthy moment is the bamboo scaffolding fight scene. Um, nice. Be, I mean, dude, it, it, the, it was so choreographed so well. First of all, we get to see in, even an older Jackie Chan already. He's like kind of like already a little bit past his prime, but he still can get up there pretty quick. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, that's really athletic of a, I don't know. He's probably in his 50s at the time, maybe even. Yeah, I would probably, probably 50s in, in, during that time. During that time, right? And dude, it was, I don't know. It, it was well choreographed. Um Dude, when when Carter entered the the scene and he was like, Lee, and then he's like about to like climb up or whatever, and that henchman falls down, and he's like, "Oh hell no, nah. <laughs> Lee, I'm taking the stairs." <laughs> he's all then, getting tired running up the stairs. Yeah, he's too. going up the stairs, and then dude, even that one old lady with uh, an underrated line is like, <laughs> "Move aside, Kobe." <laughs> Oh my god, that was like oh my god, I was just dying just rewatching this movie for the first time. It was so good. It was so good. Jeremy, I mean, and, and I, I want to say Francis, you've seen this. It dude, it inspired a completely, I guess, different scene. It was truly an inspiration because they basically borrowed from it that bamboo scaffolding fight scene in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah. So good. I remember watching that scene in Shang-Chi and I was like, rush hour. Yep, yep. Yep. Especially when uh, I think one person was dangling down like one bamboo. Who was it? It was uh, Aquafina's character. She was like yeah. holding on for dear life. I was like, <laughs> just quoting rush hour too the whole time. Yeah, right? When she, when she was dangling, I was thinking uh, of Jackie. It was like, Chinese bamboo is real strong. Yeah. <laughs> It continues to break. Technically, the actual bamboo didn't break. It didn't break. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was the was it the tape or something? 
Yeah, yeah. The, that was holding it the together. Wrap. The wrap. Yeah, whatever it was called. The duct tape. I don't know. Electrical tape? Yeah, I don't know. I, th- I thought it was like bamboo leaves or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, for me, you guys talk about some really good scenes. Honestly, I, like those were my two. But I think the part I feel like is pretty quotable is when... Um, they're being a they're being a bit of a pervert, you know. Uh, Lee and Carter they're looking through the the binoculars at um, what, what's her name? The Secret Service agent Isabella. That's yeah. what it was. Sit and, down, baby. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, did you say something? No, no, I didn't say anything. <laughs> and the thing is, Jackie is so good in that scene. Just the way he's like, <laughs> like being super weird and trying to hide it. Like and then when uh, Carter figures out that she's like getting undressed and he's like no no it's not right (laughs) (laughs) yeah like I like Snoopy too (laughs) (laughs) Snoopy six inches taller than you (laughs) (laughs) yeah see the 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 lines in that scene were good even though it got kind of uncomfortable sometimes especially if you're watching as a kid but uh, and just how it ended is like it's like I'm saying she was the bomb <laughs> she was she the bomb was the bomb <laughs> <laughs> yeah so I, I like I'm that a, I'm gonna need to see that batch I'm gonna need to see that again <laughs> <laughs> so many freaking quotables yeah this, uh, this is my titty I mean my city it's, it's my city <laughs> Oh my god! So like some of the lines now, it's like so cringy because you don't really hear that stuff or see that stuff anymore in, uh, in I guess movies in 2022 anymore, or not as much because they were so blatant about it. I guess you know, basically watching this movie what 21 years later is just like, I guess, just jumping in and checking out like this huge like just time capsule. You know what I mean? That's true. Yeah, mm-hmm. but. Some some of the quotes and the the comedic timing is still really good, even if it's like just between those two characters. Still, I agree. Uh, let's talk about Rush Hour Three though. Our binge worthy moments. I don't know if it's gonna be a little hard for you guys. I don't know, uh, but Francis Rush Hour Three, two thousand seven, same year as the greatest Spider Man movie of all time, Spider Man Three. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm just kidding, guys. But um, it's like these two movies showed how to end a trilogy. So binge-worthy moments from uh, from Rush Hour Three. Definitely one legendary scene that never gets old. I'm sure it's at the top of your list. It's the Kung Fu Studio uh, interaction with me, with uh, the other Sifu, you, and uh, Carter. <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> So good. Can you recite it? <laughs> oh. I'm, Who not, are I'm you? not trying to put you on the spot. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. That's hard. I know. That's that's a long scene, but it was, it was really, really funny. Hey, you was blind. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I just said. I'm not blind. You're blind. <laughs> that's stupid. Oh my God. And then when me comes in, I am me. <laughs> Genius, genius. Oh, oh my God. He is yeah, me. They... I am you. <laughs> <laughs> and then Carter, to wrap it all up, 
Me, you, him, me. <laughs> I'm going to kick all the asses. <laughs> oh, shoot. I love it when they just randomly would just play that random clip uh, in Instagram. They'll probably have like some like whatever caption. And then and I still laugh at that scene t- to this day. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, probably one of the best in the trilogy. And it's coming from Rush Hour 3. Yeah, no, Rush Hour 3 had some moments in it. Yeah, a lot of the uh, movie wasn't that great. Uh, but, I mean, because they had built that rapport and the chemistry over uh, the first two movies, um, it, it, it just made it natural, like, whenever they ca- would kind of get in their little flow there. Hmm. I see, yeah. Ken, though, your turn for binge-worthy moments in Rush Hour 3. I figured... Um, <laughs> Yeah, I figured uh, Francis's moment was going to be mentioned, so I'm actually going to go with a couple of underrated ones. Yes, I have two technically, well, because I wanted to give an honorable mention because it's going to set up my actual uh, best moment. So my honorable mention is to the Elton John, sorry, seems to be the hardest word montage <laughs> when Elton John just starts playing. They kind of get into a little tiff or whatever and and then they kind of go their separate ways. There was just this huge blow up, I guess, for Rush Hour 3 because there has to be one in every Rush Hour movie. And in this one, they go their separate ways. And then Lee and Carter, um, you, we basically kind of see this montage of each one of them just kind of enjoying each other's, uh, the other person's culture, uh, you know, including the food. And then we got, what, Lee ordering some fried chicken and sweet potato pie and then... Um, we got Carter ordering some Mushu, obviously. And then the movies that they show are pretty funny, including Short Round in, in uh, Indiana Jones and uh, The Temple of Doom, I believe. And then, of course, the music with the street performer playing Beach Boys is good American music. <laughs> but um, I don't know, like just rewatching, I was like, dude, I didn't know that I would get a little bit emotional. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just thinking about the emotional damage (laughs) but yeah that was pretty good um like with that whole montage but all this to say where they built up this huge chemistry where sometimes uh they'll have a scene where it's just funny because you know we know how carter is we know how lee is and my most binge worthy moment is the the scene in the jean venue I, how do you say it? Jean Jean Vieve, Jean Vieve. I think so. Performance. Jean Vieve. Yeah. Something yeah. Yeah. The performance. It's the scene where Lee and Carter are singing the "Closer I Get yeah. to You." <laughs> Dude, first of all, Carter with the falsetto. It's I can't even call it falsetto because that's his normal voice. He just sings it so like perfectly, and then, dude, I. I forgot about this scene when Lee makes his arrival in a s- giant swing and he's singing that Donny Hathaway part. It's like over and over again. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, this is so good. More of this, please. <laughs> yeah, it was smooth. It was yeah. so smooth. Yeah, that was a good one. I was surprised uh, that Rush Hour 3 had some of those moments. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's pretty good, pretty good. Not, not exactly as um, 
quotable as the other two, especially the first one, but it has its memorable moments. Uh, for me, uh, I would have probably have to get like the you me scene, of course, but I'm gonna say a binge worthy moments moment, I guess, would be the beginning chase scene with Kenji in the beginning. I felt like Jackie, like you already said, he was kind of past his prime with uh, in Rush Hour Two, and this is Rush Hour Three in two thousand seven. So six years later, six years later, yeah, he was still doing pretty good in the fight scenes in uh, Rush Hour Three. Like even in the end fight scene with the sword battle and the stuff, swords. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty I'm like, sick. that's actually pretty good. I mean, it it helped that um, you mean uh, what's the actor's name again? It's uh, I have it here. Hiroyuki uh, Hiro, Hiro, uh, Sanada. I mean, he's he's been in multiple movies where he's he's uh, very experienced with the sword play. So I felt like that just was probably the best one of the best fight scenes within the Rush Hour franchise. That sword yeah. uh, fight, so good. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't like all shaky and stuff, like the the choreography. Uh, and switching hands between like the the swords and all all that stuff, I thought that was really well done. For I'm like, dang, and Jackie's already like past his prime here, so I'm like, that's still pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's true. They had both uh, like two legendary like actors who who can fight. So good that scene. And then I like how uh, Jackie was just being like a spider monkey on the Eiffel Tower too. <laughs> What? At his age at that time? Legendary, right? See, that that was crazy. I was surprised how nimble he still was. Some movies mm-hmm. are a little bit slower than the other two movies, but still. Uh, let's jump into our second topic, which is a quick one. What's your favorite location within the Rush Hour franchise? You can go with Los Angeles, Hong Kong, Las Vegas, or Paris. Francis, you get first dibs at your wonderful location. I, th- it was very short, um, but I'm gonna go with um, Vegas, just because it's kind of nostalgic, you know. Uh, hidden, not not that I hit casinos a lot, but you know the casinos, like building that world, the Red Dragon, um, and. Uh, Especially that scene where they're buying new suits, and you get the 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 guy is a little bit too touchy. That was that was great. Love that whole ending of Rush Hour Two with Ari Gold from uh, <laughs> from what do you call that uh, Entourage? <laughs> Jeremy Piven. Oh no wonder he looks so familiar. Yeah, completely different, uh, completely different character. So good. <laughs> oh my god yeah that was it was good i i I love the las vegas scenes just because um you know first of all they're dressed pretty fly you know they they got i was surprised that because you know you think 2001 era like you get the oversized suits and i was actually pleasantly surprised that they weren't overly baggy especially uh carters it was just made out of what alligator i guess and uh croc skin yeah something like that and <laughs> and, and it actually he pulled it off pretty well even 21 years later i thought yeah even though ricky tan mm-hmm. was kind of trying to diss lee he's like what are you wearing 
<laughs> you, you look ridiculous. <laughs> I thought I thought it looked pretty good. It, it was subtle because it, it was just all black. He, he, he just had the what the collar over the uh, the jacket. That, yeah, there were some patterns style. to his suit. Yeah. I think yeah. kind of a little subtle. For it, for it was Lee. more subtle though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, how about you, Ken? Oh man, you know what we're you know we've I think. Rush Hour Three gets a, a lot of a lot of shit <laughs> just because it's it it's not that good of a movie. Let's be honest. But to be able to film in Paris is something that is so cool. You know, like I I had a hard time trying to pick between Hong Kong and Paris because for me Paris is one of the my favorite cities I've ever visited. I was there for maybe about almost a week uh, during this European trip. And, and I had a, I had such a great time and I definitely want to go back because I felt like that wasn't long enough. And I, I love the culture. I love the history. I love the architecture, the art and every, and the music, the whole scene is, is, is amazing. And obviously, you know, you get the, the backdrop of the Eiffel tower, especially at the, at the final scene. Uh, but the reason why I was a little conflicted between picking that and Hong Kong is because I've never been to Hong Kong. I've always wanted to go visit Hong Kong because I hear it's uh, pretty, pretty fun to 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 visit. But if it were up to me, uh, my favorite location is is Paris for sure. Ooh, okay, uh, that's a good one. I always wanted to visit Paris, still haven't done it yet. Uh, but for me, I mean, did I vi- I visited Hong Kong once a long time ago. Probably when, who knows when? I I totally forgot. Probably I was like eight eight to ten years old. But I really enjoyed when I went to Hong Kong. But that's not my reason for choosing Hong Kong. I actually liked it because it was like part of Lee's storyline or uh, and like Lee's world. Unfortunately, we didn't we didn't get to spend too much time there. Majority of it is in Los Angeles in the franchise. But um, yeah, I would probably go with Hong Kong. Maybe just because I love uh, Jackie Chan and the Hong Kong setting. I'll show you my hood. <laughs> Here, I'm Michael Jackson. You, Toto. <laughs> it's Tito. It's Tito. <laughs> Toto's what we had last night. <laughs> yeah, that was so good. Oh, shoot. But I, I love the ask- uh, triad right. bar. Oh the no yeah yeah oh, the, the, triad. the triad bar uh especially Lee trying to I mean there's that guy singing Michael Jackson and then he he, he stepped on the stage <laughs> and then just Lee's translation of um you know I want all the uh what was it I want all the all triads, the triads on this. and the ugly and the ugly women on one side <laughs> I was like wow come on Carter <laughs> dang oh shoot it's too good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was that was a good one. That was too much, though. <laughs> Freaking Carter. Uh, I wanted to ask our audience, though, uh, how would you rank the Rush Hour movies, uh, guys? I feel like I'm spoiling the episode a little bit, but we are gonna do it just a little bit later. We're not gonna do it right now, but guys, listeners, uh, if you want to rank the movies, there's only three of them, and. So feel free to let us know on our social media. So that's going to be on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, at Weekly Real. And then uh, email, right, Ken? We have an email. I think it's a, it's a 
Gmail at Weekly Yes, it is Real, a Gmail. Right? Yeah. Kata! Kata! <laughs> Sorry. I am me. <laughs> uh, Francis, do you know the, our email? Uh, it is the Rushly Wheel at Gmail. Oh, almost. You almost. know what? It's a little Actually, bit you got you got closer than Jeremy usually does. So probably. Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. It was a pretty good try. Um, but Darn. maybe the next time, actually, that you visit, you'll you'll get it. I'm sure you'll get it on the second try. But anyway, our email address is weeklyrealpod at gmail dot com. So close. Yeah. So so close. That uh, I swear, I'll get it next week for sure. And uh, Francis, I'm sure you'll remember it ne- for next time. But let's uh, take a quick break. All right, guys, welcome back from the break. And uh, guys, you know what? Let's continue with our next topic, our third topic of the epi- uh, of this episode. And so, I mean, Jeremy, you uh, we had our first topic of binge or cringe on the binge worthy side and you guess it for topic three we're gonna uh share what our most cringe worthy moment is or biggest nitpick of each film and so let's start off with rush hour two francis why don't you go ahead and lead us off okay i'm gonna go with cringe moment not necessarily a bad moment but Mm. when uh when Carter was on the Red Dragon boat and was talking to Isabella, and oh, he was like, no. you know, he was making his moves to uh, Isabella, and I was like, where's this going? And when he was like, I want you downstairs in the bathroom, or I see us downstairs in the bathroom, I was like, oh, so cringe, yep. but it was so funny. <laughs> so <laughs> funny. The SS Johnson, min- or min- Mino SS- Johnson. Or <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh man, Carter's the best. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was that was pretty cringy. Um, with the way he was kind of hitting on is Isabella. Yeah, that was a tough one though. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, do you want to um actually go uh, share what your most cringeworthy moment is for Rush Hour Two? Yeah, you know, mine is kind of not even. This could be even for both of them, but it's more a general thing where it's they like to reuse old jokes from the first rush hour, and I did not like that. It like just, I mean, yeah, just overall they would, because the stuff that they usually would write usually would work uh, in like the new jokes, but for me it was kind of. The the worst moment that I think for Rush Hour Two is kind of when whenever they would reuse jokes from the the first Rush Hour. So, mm. actually, so for me, my I guess uh, most cringeworthy moment for Rush Hour Two is similar to to Francis's. Actually, it's a it's another Carter one. It, you know, you some you know you kind of have to take the good with the bad. I guess with uh, with with um, Carter. And for me, the uh, man, I feel like the scene that was so cringeworthy was at the Red Dragon Casino, mm. and it was basically at the craps table. Um, it was pretty cringy and uncomfortable when he was randomly using and and basically kind of casually 
bringing race as an offense because, you know, first of all, they were trying to obviously use it as a distraction, but yeah. it was like, he was like, oh, what? I'm not good enough for a thousand dollar chips. You're giving me five hundred dollar uh, chips. I was like, uh, dude, uh, this is kind of uncomfortable because it really didn't need to involve race. It could have been like something completely different. It could have been a little bit more creative in terms of being funnier. Um, because like later on, he was a little bit funny when he was kind of doing his Texas, uh, like Southern accent or something like that. And I, I don't know. He could have just played on the craps, you know, just have fun with maybe different characters in Vegas because, you know, let's face it. Vegas is full of random characters because it's obviously a destination from all over, you know, people from all over the world. So you get a lot of different characters and I feel like they could have used that as as more of a distraction instead of using the whole race thing it i, I don't know i it made me uncomfortable did that make you feel anyway francis <laughs> it's like mm. Mm. so at the time watching it like you know way back when i don't think it bothered me uh but now it's just like i can see that they have that play on race throughout the franchise and it's just like oh was that necessary so I, i'd have to agree i agree just kind of carter comedy there i mean uh chris Tucker comedy there but uh it's good and bad <laughs> yeah yeah i i feel mm-hmm. like i feel like with carter uh stuff there's some that are like pretty funny um mm-hmm. that it will be cringy now if you like you heard it or whatever but i think it's still funny i felt like this wasn't really that funny to me to be honest Mm, okay. that's true yeah there were easily better lines in that scene mm. already funnier than some of the race stuff that he was bringing up i see that mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah all right well let's get into rush hour three i know <laughs> this may be a little bit more uh difficult because i feel like there's more cringeworthy moments within rush hour three so francis um what would you pick? Which one would uh, is your most cringeworthy moment? Rush Hour Three. Um. So, cr- I went with a nitpick on this one, and it was just kind of like, so Reynard, the French ambassador who follows the rich white man trope from wow, one yep. and two, and I was like, he's obviously gonna be a bad guy, mm-hmm. and towards the end, and I was like darn it darn it but you know that's that's kind of like they like to copy and paste throughout the movie franchises and so that was just a nitpick for me it was like okay he's obviously gonna be bad yeah when i was re-watching yeah. three and i kind of forgot who is the main villain because <laughs> <I>, they <laughs> it's all the same and i was like wait a minute is is he gonna be the rich white man again at the end of this and then I was like, nah, that surely not. And then, you know, as the movie keeps going, I'm like, never mind, they're doing the same thing. Yeah, it was pretty mm-hmm. cringeworthy. That's actually one of the ones that I listed on mine. Uh, I completely agree with you because it, it's just lazy writing, you know. Um, they try to play it off where, you know, he's the whole thing. But they did that in the first one. They did that in the second one. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's... For me, I I would have loved more screen time for uh, Carter's brother Kenji um, because I thought he was underdeveloped, and I love him as an actor, mm-hmm. uh, and would have liked uh, more. Have I would love to 
have had more of a dynamic between the two brothers. Um, we probably could have gotten at least one more epic fight scene, if not more, and maybe even good dialogue, especially since um, their father was f- uh, featured prominently in the uh, in the second one because of Ricky Tan. Yeah, and that actually goes perfectly into my biggest nitpick was underutilizing the the character Kenji because he basically mm. just shows up at the beginning, shows up briefly in the middle, and then shows up at the end. And the end. it's mostly just for action's sake because, you know, these are, like, action guys, but there was, like, a good amount of, like, backstory that they could have went into like uh lee's character there's actually a lot of meat there that you can unpack between like ricky tan and kenji i feel like those two villains actually could have been really good villains especially in my opinion ricky tan uh it kind of sucks how they had to pretend kill him off even though i felt like he could have been had he could have had more screen time because i felt like he had that charisma about him but i don't know they just didn't focus on that story I know um I completely agree because I mean for me I mean you're seeing kind of segues into kind of mine because I mean it's kind of related to well actually just to add to what you were saying with um the underutilization first of all of Kenji I didn't even like how they just dangled Soo Young just as a, a a way to like okay here's your uh, I guess princess uh, toadstool or whatever for Mario or Zelda mm-hmm. um, damsel in distress channeling my <laughs> damsel in distress sort of thing. You know, I, it, it's so lazy. It's, it's like, uh, come on, Brett Ratner. I, I guess I shouldn't expect any more from you. Um, given what we, what we've known since then. Uh, but dude, come on. I mean, he obviously was going for the like just the quick money thing, and I I, I feel like um, you could see how Jackie Chan could kind of not like this franchise. <laughs> you know what I mean? That that's true. And uh, if you watch the bloopers for for three again, um, when I think they're improvising a scene, and I think Brett Ratner was telling them some stuff to say, and there was some stuff I'm like, dang, ja- clearly Jackie Chan doesn't know what some of these things mean, and. Mm-hmm. Brett Ratner's telling him what to say and it could be kind of you know iffy yeah cringeworthy yeah cringeworthy exactly for sure oh man yeah those thanks for actually bringing that up that I forgot about that but yeah oh I was cringing hard because usually the you know the bloopers are a way to kind of like laugh a little bit more you get a little inside look but oh that was that was not good uh, mine, real quick, were uh, Carter's comments in the uh, kind of near the beginning when they see when he sees grown up Sue Young for the first time. Ooh. <laughs> that was like obviously Sue Young in the beginning. I I feel like one of the most iconic scenes was her before she gets kidnapped uh, in the car singing Mariah Carey and everything, you know, she's innocent. She's still little, uh, basically a little girl. She's what? 10, um, in the first film. And you know, it, 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 it's what drove the plot, obviously the kidnapping and everything. But again, that whole interaction with Carter being creepy AF was wow. I, I forgot that happened. And I was like, Ugh, yuck. 
Yeah. Well. Yikes. I don't know. Yeah, he was just like to if for those who don't remember. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna bring it up, but it's like Sue Young walks in and he's like, "Oh, you want to get her a teddy bear or something?" And then, then he had to make it all weird. <laughs> yeah, he basically sexualized her, um, which was weird because, you know, like he was looking out for her. He obviously did a really good thing in saving, helps, yeah, helping um, her dad get her back. You know, um, because she was kidnapped uh, by. Shoot, I'm already for, uh, forgetting the first one. The <laughs> June Tao. June, like, oh, yeah, God. June Tao. Yeah. June Tao. <laughs> June Tao. Oh, June man. Tao. June Tao. <laughs> oh my God, I kind of want to watch the first one again because <laughs> yeah. it was actually good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get right into our fourth topic real quick, and this is actually our last topic of the episode. So I wanted to actually bring this hypothetical to each one of you, and I'm really curious what you guys actually choose and so our fourth topic is this if you could either erase rush hour three because i feel like we've shitted on it enough today maybe not enough but that's another topic for another time if you could either erase rush hour three from existence or have them announce and release rush hour four which would you choose and so francis you're our special guest let's go ahead and start with you all right so would i either erase rush hour three or have them do a rush hour four i don't think i'd erase rush hour three just because like we all agree it has its moments like good bad um but you know for me that legendary scene with the sifu you and uh me um i don't know i don't think i could relate uh really erase that from my memories um so i'll have to go with let's release that rush hour four good or bad i'll still watch it mm. okay mm. okay oh Jeremy? that's tough dude uh francis <laughs> i like i'm having the same thing same thoughts as you um same same thoughts as you not me we're but <laughs> <laughs> um but pretty much, I yeah, I don't think I would erase Rush Hour Three. Yeah, it's not as good as the other two, but like you said, that legendary scene. But also, thinking, I was thinking about this. I'm like, clearly, just like erase Rush Hour Three. But thinking about it, thinking about Dumb and Dumber Two. <laughs> <laughs> Which can T O T O O, oh yeah, right. Um, and how it was older versions of Lloyd and Harry, but they're doing the same thing, but they're old. And I don't think I would want to see that in Rush Hour Four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I feel like they're just going to be old, but they're doing the same exact thing as before. So, in a way, I would do neither, but if I were to choose one, I would go Rush Hour 4. Okay. Okay. I, that's fair enough. Uh, like, I, I can tell you were really torn <laughs> for the time. That means I'm like, all right, cool. I thought of a really good question uh, for this one. So, I have to agree, disagree with both of y'all. I would just wipe Rush Hour 3. Oh, again, oh. other than that interaction... 
in the in, in, I guess the dojo or mm-hmm. whatever the training set. I thought the rest of the the movie sucked. To be honest, <laughs> fair <laughs> it, enough. It's straight up suck. I mean, yeah, I have my f- favorite moments. I I I feel like the the montage that I picked was really based off of the first two movies uh, with the whole like you know the their their whole dynamic and everything. Um, and basically, it was like a, a new version of well, Rush Hour two with uh, Lee. Um, listening to Puff Daddy, I'll be missing you. <laughs> it's basically like a, a dirt, uh, like an updated version of that. But other than that singing scene, which I mean, if I had to give that up so that you know we can encapsulate the first two movies and hold them up on a pedestal, that you know these were actually really good movies. Yeah, I would just just strike Rush Hour three from the record because yeah, it, I. It was pretty bad. They just cut and paste, like what we were talking about. Fair enough, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> Tough yeah. question, though. I'm glad that you guys had to really think about that one, and you guys were agonizing and analyzing it, because uh, I guess that's my goal for <laughs> when it comes to thinking of these questions, uh, some of the ones that I think of anyway. But anyway, guys, let's get some Rotten Tomato scores. All right, so... Um, you, this is not your first rodeo, Francis. You know the you know the drill. Um, yes. Sir. Here we're not sponsored by Rotten Tomatoes, but we like to. I mean, it's it's. I feel like the most popular form of reviewing. I think, in my opinion, it wasn't always like my go to before because you know, I started watching uh, movies at a time when it was all about Siskel and Ebert with their thumbs mm. up and everything, uh, but. You know, I've since rolled with the times. It's all about Rotten Tomatoes and some of the other ones, but this is the main one. And our current score, Jeremy, is still a really close match. It's uh, anyone's game. I'm currently up um, with our new scoring system where first place is three points, second place is one point, and third place gets nothing. And so... I currently have 19, Jeremy, you have 16, and Andrea, you uh, she has eight. And so let's go with Rush Hour 2 first. This is a huge week, Jeremy. We have multiple movies, so we can we can trade places like like it's nothing. Yep. So uh, but since Francis is our guest, why don't you go ahead and give that first crack at uh, Rotten Tomato score for Rush Hour 2? All right. I think I have overestimated uh both movies but for rush hour two uh my guess for the rotten tomato score is 81 percent. 81 percent. okay um jeremy actually do you have andrea's guess for rush hour two yeah andrea would be guessing 63 percent. okay 63 percent. my All guess right. uh, however, jeremy? is a little bit lower 57 percent seven percent okay and i'm guessing lower than you as well jeremy 54 percent all right let me go ahead and look up ron tomatoes i probably overshot this i definitely overshot this (laughs) and with a tomato meter of 52 percent oh that's close Ooh, so 
Um, by the way, that uh, 52% has 128 reviews. Uh, do you guys want to take a crack at the uh, audience score? 90? 69. <laughs> Someone had to do it today. <laughs> you know why I'm laughing? Because Francis actually was closer at 74%. Oh, crap. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dang. Oh shoot! All right, so updated. Wait, uh, you guess what? Fifty. I I guess fifty-seven. Oh no, fifty-seven. Yeah. Okay, so you got second go. place on that. So updated scores are, uh, I got twenty-two now. Uh, Jeremy, you have seventeen. Andrea has eight. All right. So let's see. Let me make sure. All right. So with rush hour three, guys, Francis, go ahead and. Uh, take that first step at it. All right. So rush hour three. Uh, uh -oh. 77. <laughs> oh, man. You were I really know. optimistic with this one. Uh -huh, right. I was. All right. Uh, do you have Andrea's guess, uh, Jeremy? Well, she didn't really specify because she put it in one email. So she, I'm guessing it was 63% for both of them. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I could kind of see that. Jeremy, do you have mm -hmm. your guess? My guess, I give, I tried to go lower. It's 42%. Oh, I was a little bit more Ooh. optimistic than you. Oh, shoot. I'm at 44%. Ugh, oh. Dang, it's going to be close. Okay, let's see. Rush hour three. All right. <laughs> wow, we are way off. Better not be good. With a tomato meter of 17%. Whoa. What? Holy crap. Uh, Probably one of the lowest we've had here on the show. Yeah, 157 reviews. Wow. I hella overestimated that one. Okay. Well, then that brings our score now to Jeremy with... Really, we didn't decide anything. <laughs> uh, that brings my score, because I got f second Same. place. Uh, that brings me up to tw 23. 23, yeah. Jeremy is at 20, and Andrea is at 8. And so, man, I, I guess, Francis, you were obviously optimistic on your on your guesses with Rotten Tomatoes. Um, Mm-hmm. I don't know if this is a sneak preview of what you think of each of the movies when we give out our I Love You 3000 award a little bit later on. It's a little bit different, but... <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know what? Let's get into our I Love You 3000. Mm -hmm. You know what? I've already kind of teased it uh, already enough. Uh, Francis, why don't you go ahead and give your uh, Rush Hour 2 I Love You 3000 rating? All right. Rush Hour 2, I gave it a 269 Nine out of three thousand, which is at eighty nine percent, pure nostalgia. Oh, it was, it, it, I, you know what? I'm not even hating on that. I, I, I think I've watched Rush Hour two even more than Rush Hour, uh, the original. Really? Okay. Mm -hmm. Same, same. I don't know how that worked out, right? I, I, it's just, I feel like it, it was on TV more, right? I think it might have been, yeah. Maybe I don't know if it's because of the yeah. whole censorship of the first one that they have to do, but you know they have to do a little bit more <laughs> in that first one. Uh, for me, though, yeah. I have to. What's up, my? Oh, yeah, what's up, my? 
I forgot what he says in the censored version, like my friend or something like that. Oh, I don't know. It's definitely not the same. Definitely not the same. Uh, for me, I I think I scored the first one like 85% or something. Or 84 or mm-hmm. something like that. So I on this one, Rush Hour 2, I gave it a 2100 out of 3000. And that's 70%. Oh my goodness! Well, we're we're kind of like lock and key. I'm hanging around with you too much, Jeremy. <laughs> my rating is twenty one forty eight, slightly higher because again I've rewatched it a lot more. I I really do love uh, Rush Hour two. There's some questionable moments that I've discovered on upon this latest rewatch. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if this is aged terribly well, but twenty one forty eight for me, seventy one point six percent. Still a really good score for me. Uh, I love Rush Hour 2. It's still very quotable. Okay, guys, Rush Hour 3. This is a a rare I Love You 3000 kind of double feature. So, Francis, go ahead and give your rating for Rush Hour 3. I'm guessing it's better than mine anyway. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. Rush Hour 3 at 2,222 or 74%. Ooh, okay. Uh, it's strictly or mainly because of that scene, right? That scene was yeah. pretty funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he was yeah. fighting like that giant dude, too. Oh, it's too good. Oh, for me. Jeremy? Yeah. Hmm. Man, I feel like I should have rated this lower. But I felt like in during the rewatch, three was better than I remembered. Uh, so maybe this influences the score a little bit. So I gave it a 1770 out of 3,000. And that's going to be 59%. Oh, borderline uh, fresh, right? Almost. Just a little. Mm, yeah, yeah, almost. Almost fresh. It was definitely hard uh, for to get me. <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, the redeeming value of Rush Hour 3, uh, I guess one of the my favorite things about Rush Hour 3 is that it was only an hour and a half. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. It, it wasn't. You didn't have to invest too much time. Mm-hmm. And there were some entertaining parts, uh, which brings me to my I Love You 3000 award uh, rating of 1,563, uh, 52.1%. Ooh. Pro- obviously the lowest out of the three of us. Um, it was very par- problematic for me. Mm. Uh, but for the most part, there was some of the nostalgia was still there a little bit. It's just uh, a little bit too forced. And a little too repetitive could, for my liking. Yeah, especially when you watch them back to back. Yeah, exactly. I think I actually did watch them back to back. I had three hours worth of uh, of Carter and Lee. Um, I mean, I, you know what? Like the the dialogue's still so good. I didn't think that was that that part of it was too bad, but the uh, rest of the plot, eh, it was it was a struggle towards yeah. the end. Anyway, <laughs> Jeremy, uh, do you actually want to preview what we have? Uh, which movie are we covering next week? Yeah, next week, dinosaurs now live and hunt alongside humans all over the world to determine once and for all whether human beings are the apex predators on a planet. On the hang on, dude, I I, I can't even like, dude, I told, like when I wrote that, I did not even think about it. Now it reminded me of Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> <laughs> the apex predator, the cheetah, <clears throat> and Randy Orton. Oh, no. But, okay. The Jurassic gang returns 
in Jurassic World Dominion. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Messed up that preview. <laughs> Damn it, Francis. Uh, sorry for the inside joke. You got to listen to our Wonder Woman 1984 uh, <laughs> episode. We uh, <clears throat> we had a lot of fun with that one. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of fun. So It, it was like a mix oh. of uh, the villain in there who called herself the Apex Predator and us comparing that Apex Predator to the real Apex Predator, Randy Orton of the WWE. <laughs> <laughs> nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, I, we're we're huge fans of uh, of wrestling. Well, I used to be anyway, but uh, I still enjoy a good wrestling reference. Or sorry, sports entertainment. <laughs> See, I, I didn't even realize when I when I wrote that. <laughs> I was like, dude, you're killing me now, man. Oh, Sorry, we're not man. doing that Oof. over though. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> this is staying in the in the in the final the final uh, episode. Oh my goodness. Well, dude, we we reached a part of the episode, guys, where uh, we got plugs to plug, right? Um, uh, Jeremy and I, we usually don't really have, we're not really working on it. We're just so busy with uh, kind of our day jobs or. Jeremy's case finals um Francis I know I think we were kind of talking a little bit offline you've got some project or actually you got stuff to plug anyway uh so have at it sorry yeah it's uh not I'm not working on anything in particular but would like to plug something like an old project it's called Sakura playing cards you could find us at Sakura playing cards on Instagram or you could just google it uh, you can find it on many stores. We, we printed over 3,000 decks of playing cards with uh, the same company that does Bicycle, where you can find everywhere. Dude. Uh, you can't find us at Walmart no more because I checked it. It was sold out. Oh, Good. Sweet. I know. You can find it on Amazon or just hit me up on Instagram at Frankudesu. And that's pretty much it. And TikTok. Yeah, well, we'll definitely put all that information in our episode notes. Actually, I might actually hit you up on that, uh, take you up on uh, that inquiry because I could always use a, a another deck of playing cards. So I'll yeah. I'll I'll reach out to you offline. Uh, Jeremy, what do you have uh, to plug for the upcoming week? Uh, nothing new. It's just uh, me on Instagram at jp underscore flicks. I'm actually on there once in a while. He's active, fellas and ladies. I- <laughs> I get notifications now on there, so I I, tur- I turned on notifications for Instagram. So DM him now. Yeah, I know. DM him, Dude, especially, especially all the ladies out there. Slow down, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I like Snoopy. <laughs> Holy crap. Oh, yeah. For me... Um, the usual at freaking a Twitter and Instagram. Uh, for all of us, we'll put all the spelling in the episode notes. So uh, definitely check that out. Uh, and so, guys, we've reached the part in the episode where we usually give our final thoughts. But as Jeremy teased earlier uh, during our audience question portion, guys, I'm going to ask you guys how would you rank each of the Rush Hour movies? Francis, go. <laughs> All right, this might be a little bit different. I'm going to put three at the bottom. (laughs) So, hot take. I was getting scared for a second. (laughs) So, going from Rush Hour 2, 
then followed by Rush Hour 1, and then 3 at the bottom. Okay, so 2, 1, 3. It's more towards, like, rewatchability. Mm. I think I watched 2 way more than 1, like Ken and I yeah. said previously. Uh, yeah. I, I completely understand. I could see, I could definitely see that, for sure. Um, Jeremy? For me, from top to bottom, uh, I'm just going 1, 2, and 3. I originally had 2 uh, before, but after this rewatch, I feel like 1 still holds up a lot more so i'm going one two and three yeah uh for me i have the same exact as jeremy no surprise oh excuse me no surprise there um just because for me the first one came out (laughs) i'm gonna age (laughs) give away my age right now uh my senior year in high school and uh i don't know like i you know like whenever like there's a i guess a part in uh, a time in your life or whatever that you could kind of remember mm. fondly. And I feel like 98 was a huge year for me because that's when I graduated high school. Um, and then I think that summer it, they just kept playing the the music fr- uh, from the first one uh, on repeat that whole summer. It was pretty fun. Um, I feel like that whole nostalgia factor kind of trumps the whole fact that I've like Francis watched the second one actually more than the first one. <laughs> so weird. So I don't know if that makes me a weirdo, but uh, whatever. But anyway, um, Francis, I mean, it, I feel like this podcast episode went by so quickly. Uh, we want oh, me yeah. and Jeremy want to thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule, especially since it's changed recently. Yeah, always happy to be here, y'all, and just chat it up about movies, especially uh, iconic movies like Rush Hour. Yeah. You know, I actually yeah. have one final question for you, Francis, before we head out. Mm-hmm. And it's we it's Rush Hour related. We've watched all the movies. Did you know that there's a Rush Hour TV show? And I think it had one season. Would you watch it? Or have you watched it? I have watched it. I don't remember if I finished it. I feel like I dropped it out of some <laughs> out of out of out of the blue. Um, would I recommend it? I, I just say like, why not? Right. It's, it's a different take, uh, kind of a spoiler there. It's a different take on, you know, the Jackie and Carter, I mean, Jackie and Chris Tucker <laughs> dynamic, but yeah, why not? Okay. Never seen it in my life. So I was wondering. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Heard about it though. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I feel like that's a really good way to kind of end this episode. But yeah, well, Francis, again, thank you for joining the podcast. Uh, Actually, Francis is now one of the rare people. I don't know exactly how many people have done this, but uh, you're one of the rare people. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You're good. We we had to do the 69 on 69. Anyway, um, Dude, you threw me off, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but no, Francis, you're one, actually one of the rare people that have actually made two appearances on in one season. So that's got to make you feel special, bro. Woo! Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, this is uh, you know this is not going to be the last appearance for Francis. Uh, for, for so again, if you, I don't know if you if you want to hear. Uh, about uh, hear from Francis in future episodes. Definitely uh, comment on our social medias. Uh, let him know how appreciative you are of his uh, s- 
Um, 69 humor. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I don't bite. (laughs) Well, I mean, obviously you got to hear his fandom of the Rush Hour franchise. Um, So, I mean, we'll bring him on uh, next season for sure. Uh, We'll figure out our schedule, Jeremy, right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll we'll fit you in, Francis, somewhere. And I'm sure that we'll bring you back. And it's always good to have you back. Thank you. Thank you all. Oh, yeah. Well, again, well, we also want to thank our audience for always supporting the Weekly Real podcast. Uh, obviously, listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Amazon Music, among others. There's uh, we're literally across the board. Whatever uh, podcast platform you do prefer, uh, prefer. Uh, again, like Jeremy mentioned earlier, we um, follow us on at Weekly Real, Twitter. Yep, underutilized, but we're still on there. Instagram's our main, uh, Facebook, and at Weekly Real Pod for our TikTok. So definitely check us out there. Um, we definitely do appreciate uh, the ears and the shares and everything. So uh, with that being said, we'll see you next week uh, for Jurassic World Dominion on the real.